The Florida Gators once again got active in the transfer portal, adding two lanes, DJ Douglas, to their secondary. We're going to talk about that here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free reviews of the podcast. Sunday, bonus show. Uh, I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Hold On Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. This is going to go about 15 20 minutes. Uh, I want to talk about DJ Douglas first and, and just the transfer portal. And then the second half of the show, we'll, we'll talk with the chat. We'll talk about anything that is kind of ringing uh, right now with, with Florida. But with DJ Douglas, I like the ad in the portal. Uh, I think that you got an experienced, versatile safety, and that's not an easy thing to find. Or, or an experienced, versatile defensive back in general, not necessarily just a safety. Uh, it's not an easy thing to find in the portal, and especially one that's ready and willing to compete and contribute in the SEC from day one. Not, again, not an easy thing to find. However, when, when we look at DJ Douglas, I don't think that adding DJ Douglas takes you out of the running for Yam Banks from South Alabama. I, I don't think that you go, oh, we're taking one or the other. I think you can have both. Um, and that could just be me being gluttonous here. Um, but I, I do think that you can add both. You do have limited scholarships remaining available. And I mean, if we're being just completely honest, probably some guys that you can, you know, give the boot (laughs) and, uh, and clear up some more, some more spots in the, uh, in, in the, on the roster for scholarships, I guess we'll say, because you were at 80. I'm looking at the on three scholarship chart. You were at 80 as of New Year's Eve. But that included, uh, let's see, if if that included anybody that's hit the portal since then, that included Richie Leonard's. You were at 79. Uh, it includes Trickley's Bridges being added in already. It included, I mean, for, for most of your portal guys, you went into basically the new year with five portal spots available. And in that time, you've added DJ Douglas yesterday, who I, I wasn't home when he committed, so I didn't go live. But DJ Douglas yesterday, Devin Manuel earlier, uh, George Gums earlier, Grayson Howard earlier. So you have two, three spots available, especially when you consider that there, there's guys that you can kind of give the boot. Um and, and clear up spots. Um, and so for me, I, I'm looking at just what you can add left. And I do think that you do have that spot for DB that you can add another one like Yam Banks. Cause I do think that both of them can kind of coexist, um, can coexist in this defense. But also I look at Yam Banks as more of a starter than DJ Douglas. Um, 
And it's not a knock on DJ Douglas at all. I just view Yam Banks as more of a starter, and I look at DJ Douglas as more of a can play in the slot or can play at either of the safety spots. And I think that's where his true value is, is that he's versatile and he can be not depth, but a rotational piece at multiple spots. Like you can start, and I do think that he can compete for a starting spot. I want to make, I want to make that one clear. I think he can compete for a starting spot at safety or even star, but looking at what you have at safety right now, you could start with uh, Jordan Castell and Bryce Thornton and then rotate in and have Jordan Castell and DJ Douglas and then have DJ Douglas and Bryce Thornton. I think DJ Douglas is capable of playing both of those spots. Again, as well as star, if that's Sharif Denson, or if you go into the portal for a star, uh, I do think that you can look at Jordan Castell and DJ Douglas being your straight up starters. Uh, Bryce Thornton improved as the year went on last year, but he's still got a, a bit of room to grow. He had quite a few moments where I was like, oof, that's that's a rough look for you. But he also had some great games, like the Vanderbilt game. He just absolutely cooked. Like like the Vanderbilt game, I've said it since since basically the Vanderbilt game, that what Bryce Thornton put on film against Vanderbilt was starter quality film. That was the best game of the season for him, and it wasn't close. And he had other, I'll say decent games but he had no game as good as that Vanderbilt game because he just played lights out and he played a lot of snaps as well I realize that everyone talks about Jordan Castell playing Iron Man kind of Bryce Thornton didn't play week one barely played in the first month of the season and still finished with the 10th most snaps on the entire defense so Bryce Thornton played a lot as time went on but he had that Vanderbilt game that he Again, played damn well. And I think maybe part of the reason he played so well is because Vanderbilt didn't run the ball a ton. They had to kind of keep trying to throw their way into it. And I think that Bryce Thornton was really thriving in that environment. Uh, I do think that he's got great IQ for a freshman. I think that was a big selling point for me when he was coming out of high school was that played very similar defensive style to what Florida played. And so he was going to be able to adapt to that relatively quickly. And that's why he'd be able to play in coverage early. Uh, I do think that he's undersized, and that's a, a bit of a concern. Uh, he, he's listed as 5'10", 200 pounds, so a bit undersized. But Bryce Thornton can work in space. He can operate uh, in, in coverage, and I think he'd play very well there. Um, I think that when you look at even just the next week, South Carolina, the entire secondary played poorly. Um, LSU nobody in the secondary played well again because it was, I mean, uh, Jaden Daniels setting records against Florida. But I do think that you look at now Florida has three legitimate starting options at safety in Jordan Castell, DJ Douglas, and Bryce Thornton. And if you want to give RJ Moten another go of things and, and just let him compete for the spot, you're you're okay to do that. Uh, had a rough year on film last year. And it was just, it was just tough. If we're being, it was just a tough year for Bryce Thornton on film. Miguel Mitchell is gone. Kamari Wilson is gone. Um, you've, you've got some, you got a lot of snaps available in the secondary for Florida. And I think that that's where we talk about. Well, uh, what do we really have with uh, DJ Douglas coming in? 
is that you've now got options here. And, and again, DJ Douglas comes from Tulane where they played a lot of single high safety. So if you're looking for someone that can play that free safety spot, guess what? DJ Douglas can do it. And he's also a very willing run defender. I think he needs a little bit of work uh, technique-wise. I think he needs a little bit of work stepping up from or stepping up to the SEC. But willingness is there. And that's more than we can say for a lot of the guys that were in the secondary during the 2023 campaign. Uh, so, so you're improving there, and that's really what, what we have to look at as the most important part here. Uh, we'll get to the chat if you have any questions. If not, we'll keep talking portal needs, and uh, we'll just talk about what Florida can do to kind of wrap this up as you only have a few portal spots remaining. But before we get to that, today's bonus episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up literally today. Uh, it's wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook. By the way, just quick shout out, Nico Collins. Thank you. I love you. Massive game yesterday, Michael Pittman Jr. You needed seven more yards, dude. That's all I needed. That's it. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, whether you win or lose that bet. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can bet on the NFL, college football, I mean, the, the national championships here. You've been on the NBA, college basketball, Walter Clayton Jr. Thank you very much for making me some money. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. And remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And I also want to talk today to you about Jace Medical, where, I mean, look, wild world, right? It, it's just a wild world today. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins. Rarely losses more frequently. Who starts, who sits. I'm thankful for the connection that we have. I feel like I've talked about that a lot today. I want our chat to be just a little bit more personal, whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major uh, weather event, limited by, I don't know, yet another supply shortage. You're covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one year supply. Yeah, one year supply. Use code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. So if you or someone you love would like some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey Shake, what's up man? Um and so I, I, I do want to thank you again. If you're part of the subtext group, also another thank you. Uh, to join subtext.com slash lockdown gators. If you do want to join the subtext group, which um, I mean, I think is is fun. Uh, I, I have fun having conversations that's grown in recent, really the past hmm, three weeks. It's grown big time. Um, so I do want to thank the subtext group for that. But just the final five-ish minutes here where I do want to talk about what Florida has to do in the portal because we've mentioned you've only got, we'll say, a maximum of three scholarships remaining at, at the time, um, which I do think the staff should have been more, I guess, I don't want to say aggressive, but more assertive with 
we need to clear up scholarships. Um, and, and I don't think that they were nearly as aggressive as they should have been, but you've got about three spots left and I get it. You know, there was plenty of attrition and all that stuff, but when it comes down to no shake, nothing, nothing on the OC hire yet. Um, again, as far as I'm concerned, it's down to three names. One is Willie Korn. One is Brennan Marion. And I don't know the third one, but I'm going to assume it's Russ Calloway. If we just go, all right, internal. Um, but for Florida, I think one area where this staff didn't manage this off season correctly is not pushing guys out that you can argue shouldn't be on scholarship right now. And I'm not going to go naming names because uh, I don't I don't like to do that. I think that most of us agree with. I think most of us know that that I'm not going to name names for who shouldn't be on scholarship right now. But there's a few guys just looking at like the seniors um, that I'm like, okay, you didn't play last year. You're probably not going to play this year. There's not really a need for you to be on this roster anymore. And I think Florida could have been more aggressive there, giving yourself another spot or two um, as far as scholarships. Cause now we're at the point where there's like, all right, there there's, two or three scholarships remaining. And if you look at what Florida is looking for in the portal, there's still receiver. You're looking at CJ Daniels from Liberty is the guy that you're looking at. There's still Cassius Howell that you're looking at. Uh, there's still Yam Banks that you're looking at. Florida has at least been interested in Quinshawn Judkins. And I, for me, it's not even like, oh, uh, we want more guys. It's just that there are some players that you know we're not going to be big-time contributors or we're not going to be contributors, period, and they're still here. And you could have brought in at least younger guys that can maybe become contributors. Um, so for me, I, I'm there's some guys that just I don't think should be here, but again, they are. There's some guys that I do think will be leaving after spring, but that doesn't help you right now as far as building a roster if you're Florida. Uh, there's going to be a few guys that probably just want to finish graduating and then hit the portal as a grad transfer and, and do whatever they're going to do. Um, what about linebacker coach? Still nothing on linebacker. My, my thing, I will say this. I'm not expecting a ton of movement on the coaching staff until the end of the month. I think at the end of the month, when contracts expire, you see movement there. Um, so I, I don't think that we're going to be looking at too much movement right now on the coaching staff. I don't think that that's their priority here. I think right now it's go into the portal, get the guys that you can add, uh, get the guys that will contribute to your team and then call that a day. Um, just get the guys that want to be here and then focus on getting them right. And then worry about the coaching staff after, but right now you've got to make movements quickly in the portal because they've got to be enrolled early enough to be uh, eligible for spring. So I think that's why you're not going to see a ton of movement right now on the coaching staff. Uh, Gator grade 80 said, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see any immediate game changer we got yet. Not saying we don't have good players, but we missed a lot better transfers. That would have been game changers. Um, I disagree. I, I think Florida did a good job of bringing in immediate game changers. Um, unless you mean special teams. <laughs> um, but no, I think that looking at Joey Slackman, I think Joey Slackman's a huge addition to this roster. I think that he's, a, I think he's going to be in the NFL as, as a as a uh, defensive lineman. I look at Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon at offensive tackle. 
And even if you're like, oh, he's not that good, he's bona fide better than what Florida had to tackle last year. Uh, looking at Grayson Howard, you added an immediate starter at linebacker, which is arguably your worst position on defense. I I will say, as far as DJ Douglas, I think he's a rotational piece, potential starter. Devin Manuel, I think, is going to be in the competition for a starting spot, along with Austin Barber and Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon at tackle. George Gums, I think, is a high-ceiling addition. Not too sold on what he's going to do this year, but again, Last year, he had, I think it was 17 pressures and four sacks. It was his first year playing on the edge. He was playing tight end prior to that. Uh, Chimere DK had a, a quiet 2023, but when Graham Mertz was his quarterback at Wisconsin, he did well. I'm not saying he's going to repeat that production or he's going to be a, a big-time player for Florida, but I think that you added experience at receiver that you desperately needed, and I think that you added a weapon that when you look at rotation or depth, you know he's going to have chemistry with your quarterback, and that's a huge plus. Uh, Quarterback-receiver chemistry is is massive. Uh, Trickwee's Bridges, I think you added someone that's going to contribute to this defense as well. You've added a lot of guys, um, and I think that a good chunk of them are going to be starters or big-time rotational players, and I'll take that 10 times out of 10 in the portal. Uh, I just want to beat Miami for the time being. After we pull that off, I'll look at the next opponent and want to beat them. I'm really worried about losing to Miami to start the year. Yeah, um, it's a real possibility. But right now, looking at Miami, have they even uh, solidified who their QB is going to be? I don't think they brought in anyone from the portal. Uh, I know that Florida State brought in DJ Ongilule. I probably butchered that pronunciation. But, I mean, Miami... Emory Williams, who I, I liked Emory Williams uh, when Jaden when um, Jaden Rashada committed to F- Miami the first time. I said, go get Emory Williams for Florida. Um, so I like him, but not too keen on him being a starter. Yeah, Miami's been relatively quiet in the portal. Uh, so, so we'll see, because if you don't have a good quarterback and you're going to come into the swamp, you're not going to win. It, it's just as simple as that. You need a guy who is either dynamite or his experience can help carry over with what's going to be communication issues with, with that crowd. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, maybe later today, if there's news, but we'll be back tomorrow at the very latest to talk more Florida Gators football. Um, let me know if you want more of these kind of randomish live streams where we'll, we'll talk with the chat and we'll get into it. But for Locked on Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And as always, we'll see you all next time.